You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Melbourne, Australia-based singer-songwriter Shane Cook has a new record on the way, debut set for October 23rd. It's called Epiphonetics. Shane, who spent most of his musical career playing in other bands, has decided to venture out with this new nine-song collection of original material. Shane and I sit down and chat about his music and this new leg of his musical journey on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Shane. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon, this morning, actually, I believe. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, it's actually, it's actually uh, really early this morning or really late this evening for you, depending on how you view that, I suppose. <laughs> Let's call it early. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, early and late. Right, yeah. So the inside joke is I'm, I'm in Virginia in the United States, as our regular listeners know. You are in, I think I have this right, Melbourne, Australia? Right. Yeah, so uh, we're we're quite about as far away as we can be from each other at the moment, and and still have uh, the opportunity to have this live conversation. So I appreciate you staying up to do this with us today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. So you um, are in the process of releasing your debut CD. Is that right? Yeah, debut album comes out on the twenty third of uh, October. And you have been releasing singles along the way, if I understand correctly? Yeah, I've, I've put out two double single releases. Uh, first uh, was June 30, and then uh, another lot um, in August. And, um, yeah, so the full album uh, comes out, yeah, in, what's that, about three weeks. Yeah, okay. Uh, title, uh, am I going to say this correctly, Epiphonetics? Yeah, epiphonetic. Okay. Uh, it, Where does that come from? The play on words, I suppose, as an artist. Uh, I've taken the liberty to make up a word. Okay. Um, it's, a, I suppose, a, a cross on epigenetics and phonetics. Yeah, okay. Um, and I suppose, I don't know, it just came to me and it, and it stuck. Um, it, was, it was really a... I suppose the album for me was a bit of a look on how we, um, how our take on the world comes from, you know, our path. Um, so the, the way that we interact uh, with the world and, um, you know, how I suppose it, um, there, there's a lot of things that if you, if you look into them, um, that there's there's a lot of reasons that you are what what you're like. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and the, the album starts with a song about my dad. Um, I only found out a couple of years ago um, his real heritage. He ah, found out okay. his uh, true heritage. Yeah. So it kind of opens with that, and then uh, goes on from that. So it, um, yeah, I kind of came up with that name and, and it stuff. So, uh, being your debut record, uh, how um, has music been a part of your life your whole life? How how is it that this is uh, this just the first opportunity that you've had to record a set of music like this? 
Yeah, I suppose music has always been a part of my life. However, um, you know, I uh, it took me, I suppose, it just took me a long time to, to get to this point. Yeah, okay. Um, I've always played in other people's bands. I was predominantly a guitarist um, with my main instrument, and I was a bit of a late bloomer um, with, uh, with, with lyrics and singing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, probably only late twenties. I really got into to singing, um, and then yeah, since then, um, uh, you know, took it on as another instrument, the voice, and um, yeah, I suppose it's always been in me to 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 uh, to do this. But you know, um, I went also went down the path and you know uh, got the got the real job and, uh-huh. <laughs> um, it, until it just burned me not to do it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, a couple of years ago i um i left my job and, and and here i am when did you get the music bug um is this something you grew up uh playing or, or you said late bloomer i, I um late well bloomer. well with, with, with the vocals and singing uh-huh. I, I was but I, I look. I did like my mother actually said that I was. I wanted to be a songer, is what I called it when I was young, okay. three years old. Uh-huh. So she said uh, I've always had interest in it, but really, uh, I only picked up the guitar when I was fifteen. Okay. But um, when I did pick it up, it was um, yeah. I never put it down. So um, yeah. So it's always been a part of me, um, and it just took me a while to, um, uh, to to take the plunge, I suppose. Right. When, when mm. you when you stepped away from the the, the day job, what, was that into your own solo career, or were you still active with other musicians in somebody else's band? Yeah, look, I've always played in other people's bands and been active in music. Um, but when I stepped away from the the, the day job, was to follow the solo career. Yeah. I, I actually have a recording studio in Brisbane, okay. um, Australia. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm pretty active. Um, so, you know, I, I do a little production uh, for, for other people as well um, and have played in other people's bands, um, etc. And, um, yeah, so, but the, the, the leap was when I wanted to... Uh, you know, follow follow it as a career, as in a writer, um, as a songwriter. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, we we are speaking at the moment in a time where the world is still struggling to try to figure out where we're uh, where we're headed with uh, the pandemic and and how how we're going to get back to some sort of um, uh, normalcy with our music world. How has that affected you? Have you uh, have you there in Australia and your personal career been able to uh, to to restart? some aspect of this with the new record especially yeah well I suppose it was uh, anyone else uh, you know the plan was to um, release some things and start doing uh, you know, some, some shows and mm-hmm. tours around Australia um, however obviously that part of it um, happened for anyone right right <laughs> um, so, but look, um, 
I suppose I've just taken it as a um, as some time to keep writing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think I probably even progressed into the first record in my songwriting ability, and I've probably got, um, uh, you know, I've I've pretty much got a uh, a bunch of demos there ready uh, for the next album. So oh, good. Okay. Where, whereas I don't have um, uh, haven't been able to uh, play shows, um, I've still been active um, in writing, and you know, as soon as I can, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about yeah. your songwriting process. How how um, every every writer seems to kind of have a little bit different approach and and your inspiration do you is it kind of organic do you have set times where you sit down and 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 work on new material how, how does that work for you yeah look i i i make it a daily thing um mm-hmm. so um and and to be honest since i actually left my full-time job it's become easier uh, ah, cool. I think that yeah, that this first record it was that it was a bit of a struggle, um, probably because I was so used to um, the nine to five routine as well. I was running a business, so um, so it, it took a little while to get to that. But now, um, you know, I incorporate it in my daily routine. I suppose um, I'm I'm always playing. Um, and, you know, it's like anything, um, like playing guitar, you know, eventually after a while, um, your, your intuition becomes a little bit better. And uh, that's how I felt with writing as well, is that you, you do more, um, the, I don't know, you just manage to get into the zone a little bit easier, um, when you do it regularly, so... Um, yeah, so, look, I, I don't have a, a rigorous routine or anything like that, but yeah. um, I do, you know, at, at least um, play every day. What kind of, um, what kind of genre do you, uh, do you personally feel like your, your music fits in? I, when I was listening to it, it had a real, um, lots of hints of kind of Americana, uh, folk, but but also some some modern uh, influences there too. But you use a lot of different instrumentations in the recording process. Yeah, that's right. Look, I um, I suppose um, as a you know, musical influence, uh, my my background is pretty pretty varied. I did actually study jazz ah, okay. um, about. 10 to 12 years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I grew up um, probably, um, you know, in my teens, I was listening to the, the Seattle grunge movement from the States, actually. Um, but, you know, through learning guitar, I then, um, you know, really got into the blues, uh, the Stevie Ray Vaughan's, through to, you know, all the great uh, yeah. blues players, um, into jazz, um, that's expanded, um, I've, you know, um, you know, there's quite a wide range of influence. I really like, um, folk artists such as, you know, Leonard Cohen and, um, probably heard of, uh, 
going out of Nick Cave. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's quite a, a wide range, and I suppose, um, really, I think on this first record, I was finding my feet a little bit. Um, um, and, yeah, that's probably why you're hearing, you know, quite a, quite a wide range of yeah. influence in it. Mm. Yeah. Do you uh, have a sense for what kind of um, audience migrates towards your music? Um, I've, I've had a think about this, and um, I don't know. I, I think anyone who um, has, you know, the, the the attention span to listen to a, a whole record, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so because I, I think you know that. The record that I've made is sort of made to be uh, one that listened to, um, you know, from start to finish. Yeah, I can feel um, that. Yeah, yeah, it kind of has a has a well, at least for me, it has that sort of flow. Um, uh, you know, I, I think anyone who you know, yeah, has the rock, blues, jazz uh, influence um, in, in their um, list of likes. Um, might be able to find something of interest in that. I think, you know, particularly, I did actually record um, 15 songs. And yeah, okay. I I ended up probably going, uh, keeping the, the more uh, catchy ones off the record, mm-hmm. um, just because I felt the ones that were on there sort of, uh, you know, really fit together quite well. And for me, music is not something that I'm just going to, you know, I, I can see myself, um, you know, doing this until I'm, you know, uh, one foot in the grave. So, yeah, okay. Um, so I, I'm not planning, I'm planning just to keep writing and making records. You know, I, I do have the, uh, I suppose, the, the advantage of having a, access to a studio. Yeah, um, sure. So, um, yeah, I just want to work on my craft, songwriting craft, and improve is my um, my main aim. Um, and hopefully people will um, get something from the music. Right, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, which is every artist's uh, hope, I'm sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when you do get to perform, is this a... Uh, more of a solo type thing or do you have a band that you work with also no well look um i'm i'll probably just depending on the um you know i I will play with the band um and you know i have access to uh session musos and friends and so I, i will i want to play the songs with the band but you know also i'm i'm quite comfortable just with a with the guitar to play, play the songs as well. Obviously, you know the the production um, on on the album has you know got a, a wide range of instruments. Right. Um, so it would be nice to um, do that, but you know I, I've got no problem, uh, you know, taking on a on a gig um, as as a solo artist either. When you when you have a, a record like you created with with all of the instrumentation and then um when you 
play those songs out acoustically with just you and your guitar, how difficult is it to to fill in the space, or do you need to fill in the space with the different pieces that um, that aren't there with you when when you're live versus what the what you would hear on the studio project? Yeah, look, I I think I I just take the approach of making uh, the song um, suit a solo instrument. So I'll probably take a bit, a little bit of a different tack um, when I when I play them. Uh, live solo, mm-hmm. um, so it will just be a, a slightly different variation. But um, you know, the, the songs can carry as a as a solo um, instrumentation as well. So, um, so yeah, there shouldn't be any issue with that. I I, I hope anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you had the chance to to perform some of these in front of an audience? Yeah. Look, um, before we went lockdown I, I did one or two shows mm-hmm. um, small shows and and they were solo yeah. um, with, with um, uh, a small amount of accompaniment um, actually my uncle who uh, through my process with my dad finding out um, where his heritage is from we tracked down his real brother oh, and cool. um, his real brother is um, a pretty well-known musician in Australia. He played um, with a band here called the Black Sorrows. Mm. Um, and so it just happened that um, my newfound uncle played on the record. Oh, um, wow. As well. That's so, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So that was, yeah, that was special. Mm. Do you have a particular kind of venue that you enjoy? Uh, a particular style of audience that... that- that you resonate with more than another? Yeah, look, if, if I was to say what my ideal show would be, it would be the the small theatre-type show, um, um, you know, intimate setting. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than the big festival-type um, arrangement. Um, if, if I could, you know, have it my way, if I could do... Um, small theater shows uh, that that would be that would be ideal <laughs> yeah that's awesome um, and you you mentioned you've been writing and you had actually I guess what we'll call it outtake songs that you didn't include do you have a um, uh, a projection as to when you uh, would like to get number two out and and out there in circulation especially considering we, we, we have no clue how long it's going to take for for the shows and and the normalcy to return. Yeah, look, um, just for my own, um, you know, I, I really wanted to get into the studio before the end of the year. Yeah, okay. Um, as it turns out, Melbourne in Australia is probably the um, being hit the worst with the lockdown measures. Um, ah, really? For okay. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we've actually even had curfews here. So up in like pretty much um and for me rather than recording separate parts um for this next album i really want to just um record it predominantly live in a yeah in a room okay so um but you know uh i we can do a little bit of pre-production work and have 
it, it's it's not a drama if I don't get it done by the end of the year. Yeah. But it, you know that was my that was my kind of personal goal, I suppose. In the world we live in today, you've got probably more time to do it than uh, <laughs> any other time. Yes, so. it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and um, you know, I suppose uh, being a musician and being quite comfortable with my own time, I suppose I'm probably um, I'm probably a bit lucky in that you know it hasn't affected me as badly as probably some other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who are who are frustrated, locked inside. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, uh, scrumming away on my guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. <laughs> so the the uh, the new record, the debut record, is uh, Epiphonetics, and um, where can people find it? Uh, how can they reach out, make a connection with you if they'd like to learn more? Yeah, well, um, I am doing a limited release vinyl. Um, I'm not actually going to put it on CD. Okay. Um, so it's just going to be streaming and vinyl, yeah. um, which is accessible through my website. Um, probably in the next week or so, I will be putting out the um, the pre-save and the pre-release um, options for, for buying the record. So through the website, thankwood.com, you know, Facebook, the usual social media channels, Instagram and Facebook, you'll be able to track it down. Um, yeah, so look, vinyl my... My vinyl player now. Um, it's, it's how I like to listen to music on yeah, a Friday night. Yeah, so, for sure. <laughs> and I don't have a CD player anymore, so oh, okay. I, 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 you know, you know, there probably still is a market for CDs, but I've just decided to to stick with the vinyl and um and and, and streaming. It as well. It's it's kind of funny how we've come full circle through all of the digital mediums. Um, um, and then back into, and, and I heard uh, recently that um, there's even a kind of new market for cassette tapes. Uh, the younger generation oh, really? is discovering those like it's some new <laughs> <laughs> new thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a good thing for those to come back, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool how vinyl has, um, has people have rediscovered vinyl and, and the actual sound quality that... Um, it can provide um, and how much extra um, nuances are there on the analog mm. recording that you lose sometimes in, in the digital reproduction. So uh, we certainly yeah, wish you, and yeah. Uh, and there's still something nice about flipping it over and listening to the whole record. Right. Right. Yeah. It's almost kind of uh kind of like a, a printed magazine you uh, you can hold a cd exactly. but uh, it just it, you you can damage a cd in a way that you uh, if you take care of your record it lasts forever you know it's um so it's it's right. cool that that medium is has returned so we certainly wish you well shane and i appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us today and, and excited about your music and looking forward to the next one thanks very much greg appreciate it Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 